Full reactions to the 2023 Washington Commanders NFL draft class and some interesting players coming to Ashburn for rookie minicamp NFL draft reactions and more on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Lockdown Commanders podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, so please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Commanders for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there, here, or on Twitter at dharrison82, or you can text me anytime at 202 760 Four, four. I thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view today and every day. And a special thank you to all the everydayers out here who were hanging out, hanging out throughout the draft weekend leading up to the draft process. Now we've got picks to react to. And also a special thank you to the subtexters that were reacting in real time with me as the picks were going down. I was sitting in Ashburn uh, and you all were definitely helping make my weekend uh, a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more engaging. So I appreciate that. Just over a dozen players. Both undrafted free agents and some minicamp invites are going to be headed to Ashburn for rookie minicamp in just a couple of weeks. Commander's draft grades are coming up and day three standouts from the NFL draft. But first, we're going to start where it all began, day one and day two, and get our full class reactions in here. It all started with the selection of Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. Since then, Forbes has talked to us on Zoom. Flew in overnight, talked to us in the uh, in the team facility there in Ashburn, Virginia. And then he was at the draft event on Saturday uh, to meet with fans and with media again. Initial impressions from talking to him, I can tell you he seems like a very solid man, a very confident young man. I think that is the key. Knows who he is, knows what he wants to do, knows what he's here uh, in Washington to achieve. Uh, again, first-round pick, number 16 overall. Played 35 games collegiately at Mississippi State. 150 tackles in those three years. So. Might be slight of frame, but still racked up a lot of tackles, especially for a defensive back. 14 interceptions, 20 passes defended on top of that. Six touchdowns, six pick sixes, six touchdowns. Uh, that is an NCAA record for the most pick sixes in a collegiate career. Finished his career at Mississippi State with an 89.6 coverage grade in 2022, according to PFF's premium college stats. Uh, look, play weight obviously is going to be a topic of conversation. Um, he is, he's slim. He is very, very slow. I saw a hashtag, uh, slim Pickens kind of going around. I don't know if that, that could turn into an official nickname. Uh, it would certainly make a lot of sense, especially if he can become the ball Hawk takeaway machine in the NFL that he was in college, but he is a slim guy. Like when you ask, you know, people a lot of times want to say like, well, you know, given your dimensions or your weight or, you know, your measurements, whatever, I expected you to be bigger, shorter, taller, whatever it is. I can tell you right now, he looks about as than as you would expect him to be, but 150 tackles again in the play weight. Like he said, the commanders obviously weren't uh, too, too uh, worried about it. Senior director of player personnel, Eric Stokes spoke to us on Saturday evening after the NFL draft concluded and said, not only did he watch his standard two years of tape on Emmanuel Forbes, he actually went back and watched a third year of tape. And he said, I promise you guys, it does not and will not matter. He is not worried about the weights. Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew were not worried about the weight. Emmanuel Forbes, Certainly not worried about the weight. Also a player not, not worried about the weight, Fred Smoot, who came in, of course, as expected, and joined us uh, for the Emmanuel Forbes introductory press conference in Ashburn. Was not on hand for the Zoom, but he was in the theater 
uh, when Emmanuel came in and, you know, did all the Jersey holding photos and, uh, and all that stuff. And Fred came in and, and as expected, we all kind of gravitated towards Fred and wanted to see his reaction, his opinion. If you, if you've been paying attention to Fred Smoot leading up to the NFL draft, he's been a very big advocate of Emmanuel Forbes, very, you know, not just cause from he's from Mississippi state, uh, but also for his play style. Uh, and one of the things that he said to us, you know, as far as, you know, about the way he said, listen, lifestyle changes things. And, you know, he's not going to be eating campus meals anymore. And he's not going to have a campus nutritionist telling him what he can and can't eat. Uh, and all these other things, he's going to be a grown man playing a grown man game. And uh, he used the phrase, uh, he used the phrase stakes and weights will uh, make up for all of that. And certainly Emmanuel Forbes and have access to weights and certainly first round pick. He's got all the money in the world. Uh, to eat some good steaks coming up. So Fred Smoot's not worried about it either, just uh, for the record. Second round pick, pick number 47. You heard his name announced as Jartavius Martin. He does go by Quan, so that's what we will be calling him here. So I don't want to cause any confusion every day or as you will be good. But Quan Martin, uh, safety defensive back out of Illinois. He's going to be a nickel. Uh, I project 50 games in five seasons. Quan Martin played for. Uh, in college, 148 tackles in that time frame, 10 and a half for losses, seven interceptions, three alone in 2022, 22 passes defensed, uh, and two forced fumbles. Uh, those forced fumbles coming again in 2022. And last season, he played 273 snaps in the slots. In contrast, Emmanuel Forbes played 21 snaps in the slot. So I think we know who the perimeter defender is, who the slot defender is. Quan Martin, he's coming in again, probably listed as safety. Uh, once the official roster gets updated, but I expect him to fully be uh, in the mix for that slot position uh, as a defensive back. 26 catches allowed on 51 targets in the slot, 404 yards, two TDs, two interceptions last season, gave up a 74.3 NFL quarterback rating uh, when he was defending from the slot. So pretty good numbers there. Moving on to the last pick of day two, third round pick number 97, offensive center, Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas. Uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to catch his Zoom uh, interview, I know the team's got the footage going out there. It's very solid. If, if you guys haven't seen it, let me know. And if you want to see it, I'll throw it here on, on an episode this week. But 77.1 passing uh, passing block, pass blocking grade uh, from PFF's college stats. Zero sacks allowed in 2022. Only seven total pressures also allowed in 2022. And he had an 83.7 run blocking grade uh, as well, again, according to big, uh, PFF. And when you look up, the differentiation between whether or not he was better run blocking and zone scheme or gap scheme, a better zone blocker uh, than gap blocker. And that's kind of what we expect a little bit uh, from Eric B although his running back selection may, may, uh, may uh, differ there a little bit. So Ricky Stromberg rounding out day two, very solid picks. I think right off the bat, you kind of, before we do a, a huge deep dive, which we will continue to get deeper and deeper into these prospects as the week goes. But then you look at Emmanuel Forbes, Potential to be a number one, number two outside cornerback very early in his career. And if that weight isn't an issue, and uh, that's kind of the big thing. I was talking to Scott Abraham for his uh, program that will be up on Monday uh, there about that. And basically talked about how it's not a good, it's not an issue until it's an issue. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I made the draw comparison to Devontae Smith out there in Philadelphia. And we saw what he did against the Washington Commander secondary last year in that first game. Uh, didn't do much in the second game, but in that first game, his size, his rail thinness uh, certainly was not an issue. So uh, Quan Martin, again, I fully expect him to be in the mix for that slot defender uh, position. And Ricky Stromberg certainly expecting to come in and compete for, for snaps, compete for playing time, and at least compete 
to be positioning himself. We saw the injuries that offensive line went through last year. If there's got to be some rotation going on, Ricky Stromberg certainly fighting for a spot to be or to have a spot in that rotation. So we're going to turn the page next to day three and get some grades for the class from NFL.com Pro Football Focus. That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and the calories, then you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. They taste so amazing, you're not going to think they're good for you, but they are. But while being covered in 100% real chocolate, they also come with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 whopping grams of protein. Those are great macros in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. Plus, you can get them at Walmart. Drive down there, go to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or the coconut puffs. Or if you've got a Sam's Club in your area, you can get a 13-bar box of hit flavors like brownie butter, batter puff and churro puff. Of course, you can still go to built.com to get your specialty flavors. Make sure you head there. Walmart, Sam's Club, however you do it, make sure you get yourself some built bars. You got to try this. Thanks again for making Lock Talk Commanders your first listening or your first, first view of the day. Every day is this week, all week long, even probably heading into next week. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the production, the stats, the measurables from these uh, from these players. And we're also going to do a depth chart reset. I'm going to tell you where I think these guys truly plug in and kind of how how I, I kind of foresee uh, the early part of the OTAs and training camp and all that stuff going for the Washington Commanders with the addition of these players. And, of course, look, the next phase of free agency also comes into play. Are there going to be moves made? I got some questions. Uh, I got a couple of questions, actually. A couple of my subtexters kind of asked about the cap implications of of having these young guys join the roster. I'll be getting into all that stuff as well. Plenty of stuff to dive through as we get through the week here. I'm also trying to set up a couple of cool interviews for the show as well. That'll be good if they uh, if we can sync up schedules with, with people. Everybody's busy this time of year, but we'll see what we can do for everybody every day. Day three, Washington Commanders picks. Did not have a bonus episode this weekend, but we did have some bonus footage. Uh, Lockdown was doing these awesome interviews. And we were able to sit down and talk about some of these guys. But day three is really where we need to get caught up here on this program. Fourth round pick, number 118, offensive lineman, guard, Braden Daniels out of Utah. According to PFF, grading a 68.5 run block grade. Not great, but not terrible. But look, for a fourth round pick, 118, that's pretty solid. Again, he's better in zone than gap. So there seems to be a little bit of a trend here. Because again, remember Ron Rivera in the pre-draft press conference was asked, how much is the collegiate scheme and what the player did in college matter when you're transferring it to the National Football League. He said that he really likes to lean on that collegiate scheme. We know that Eric Bieniemy had a lot of input in the draft room. You get two offensive linemen that have a lot of zone blocking uh, experience in the run game. I think you should probably expect a good amount of zone blocking here this next season. 79 overall pass blocking grade, so very good pass blocking grade. Zero sacks given up again, seven pressures given up in 2022. Uh, just like Stromberg, and yes, I checked those numbers because like those are the exact same numbers. They are the exact same numbers. No sacks, seven pressures, uh, according to PFF stat tracking. We head to the fifth round. Pick number 137, edge rusher K.J. Henry out of Clemson. 85.8 pass rush grade in 2022. Created 48 uh, pressure, 48 quarterback pressures. Sacked the quarterback five times. Five batted passes as well. We know how valuable that is. For the Washington Commanders defense, six-round pick number 193, running back Chris Rodriguez Jr. out of Kentucky, a 90.8 overall offensive grade. 
as a contributor, 90.7 rushing grade, 90.6 ball security grade, which I think is really important. He did have some fumble uh, issues early on in his career, but he finishes the season or his career uh, strong last season with a 90.6 ball security grade, 5.2 yards per carry in 2022, six rushing touchdowns, just one fumble. Seventh round pick, number 233 edge, Andre Jones Jr. out of Louisiana. Uh, wanted to run to the store to grab a, a draft hat. Unfortunately, we had to get with Ron and get with Martin for the end of the day. So we had to put that off for just a minute. But a very excited young man. Uh, very excited to get back with Percy Butler, his teammate back in college. Now they'll be joining uh, forces again in the National Football League. He comes in with a 76.7 pass rush grade last season. Seven sacks, 32 total pressures, and two batted passes. So when we look here on the screen, for those of you on YouTube, uh, the total draft class for the Washington Commanders. Again, Emmanuel Forbes in the first round. Another DB, Quan Martin, in the second. Two linemen go back-to-back -back after that. Ricky Stromberg and Brain Daniels. Edge rusher, KJ Henry. We know that the depth of, of that position is going to be key. Now you actually have two defensive ends under contract for next year, KJ Henry and uh, Shaka Tony, who is unfortunately suspended for the year, at least the year, due to a uh, violation of the NFL's gambling policy. And then you have uh, running back, power back, short yardage guy, uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr. out of Kentucky, and then you have edge rusher Andre Jones Jr. So Washington Commanders very deliberately adding some edge depth, adding some offensive line depth, adding to the defensive back room, and then adding themselves uh, a running back. There have been questions already about what the addition of the two edge rushers means. It could mean a few things. Again, we'll get deeper into that conversation as we get into kind of the salary cap implications. But for the rest of this segment, we're actually going to get into grades. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I'm not grading the draft because I'm not a fan of grading drafts. I'm not really a fan of grading a whole lot. We will do them from time to time just because they are kind of a conversation mechanism. But drafting or, or grading draft classes to me is 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 a futile uh, thing because really what you're doing when you're when you're grading drafts is you're you're saying here's how much they agreed with me, right? And I think we try to make it clear here, and and most people who who have you know good sense will make it clear that the way that I see the team, the way that other media members see the team, the way that fans see the team doesn't necessarily jive with the way that the team sees the team, right? Like we all basically had corners going in the first round, but most of us were kind of targeting slot corners, right? Joey Porter Jr. was the most popular pick. He's a perimeter guy, but also a, a much more of a man guy versus his own guy. So some of us didn't prefer that kind of a guy. Some people did prefer that kind of guy. Most of us who didn't look at Joey Porter Jr., who were the other options? They were slot guys, right? And that's one of the reasons that Christian Gonzalez was such a popular projection as pick 16 was coming up on the clock during the real draft. So I don't like doing grades because basically what I'm saying is here's how mad I am that they didn't agree with me. And that to me, that's not a fair way uh, of evaluating something. I like to do grades three years down the line. So maybe we'll go through three years back and look at that draft class here later uh, in the next couple of weeks and we'll, and we'll grade that draft. I think that's perfectly fair. But as far as uh, grading this draft, I'll leave that in the hands of guys like Chad Reuter over at NFL.com, who does give the Washington Commanders 2023 NFL draft class a B overall grade. He gave them a B on day one, a B on day two, and an A minus in day three uh, to give them an overall grade of uh, B. I don't know, two Bs and an A minus. I think that probably averages out to like a B plus, really. But now we're just splitting hairs. Ryder writes, Reuter writes, quote, if the ball finds Forbes in the NFL like it did in college, his lean frame won't be a concern. They eschewed other needs to bolster the secondary again with the nickel or with nickelback safety Martin and then grabbed the solid Stromberg a bit earlier than I expected him to go. 
as centers were quickly coming off the board. Daniels will excel if he plays guard in the NFL. Henry's combination of strength and agility on the edge make him a good find in the fifth round. And Jones has potential on the outside. The commander chose not to select a tight end, but Rodriguez does meet their need for a thumper in the backfield. Looking at PFF's grade, PFF gave the Washington Commanders an overall draft grade of a graph draft grade again of uh, B. And they point out that they actually have uh, uh, Quan Martin as a reach. They said that he comes off at the 47th overall pick. PFF had him as the 94th player on their big board. So uh, calling that a reach. And then they say the biggest reach on day two came with the selection of Strongberg, uh, who was their 288th ranked player yet uh, selected, obviously much, much earlier than that. But they also go on to say that Strongberg could be a starter in the National Football League. So I don't, I don't know if you have 288 graded starters in this year's NFL draft, but there are 288 starters in this year's NFL draft. And the NFL just got a huge influx uh, of talent. Speaking of influxes of talent, however, uh, some undrafted free agents, some mini camp invites coming to Ashburn here in a couple weeks. Uh, Washington Commanders mini or rookie mini camp kicking off on May 12th. I will be there uh, to cover that for all of you as well. And so we've got a couple of weeks here between that, but that gives us more time to kind of react deeper into this year's class. But we're going to talk about those undrafted free agents, the mini camp invites, going over the names and some interesting notes on those players. That's coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Welcome back to this episode of Locked On Commanders, wrapping up our holistic reaction to the 2023 NFL Draft Class for the Washington Commanders. Again, moving forward, we get deeper into these players, deeper into the depth chart uh, ramifications, and we'll also talk about the money and how the salary cap stuff is going to work and if there are any correlating moves that are uh, possibly about to happen for the Washington Commanders as we move forward. But first, there are some more players, rookies, joining the Washington Commanders in their rookie minicamp coming up again beginning May 12th. It'll run through that entire weekend. The media will only be there, however, for May 12th, the first day of the minicamp. Um, so I will be there for that. We will have that conversation and discussion when that time comes. Joining those players, joining the drafted players, that is, uh, quarterback Chase Bryce out of Appalachia State. He's a minicamp invite, so not an official undrafted free agent signee. But he has been invited to the mini camp. There's, uh, I think, it's one or two other mini camps uh, he was also invited to. He is going to participate in one this weekend uh, as well, and then he'll participate in Washington's next weekend. Uh, threw for nearly 10,000 yards passing in five years of collegiate football play, 73 touchdown passes. Also played for Clemson for two seasons. Played for Duke for a season before ending up in App State. 27 passing touchdowns in each of his past two seasons. Uh, did turn 25 in January, so a little bit older than most prospects, but he also has a very strong program pedigree coming from Clemson, coming from Duke and having some, you know, some levels of success at each. Although obviously he didn't stay at any of them uh, for the long haul. Offensive lineman Mason Brooks come out of Ole Miss. He was, he was Dane Brugler's number 38th ranked offensive lineman in the draft, a Western Kentucky transfer from 2022 and Ole Miss's top graded pass blocker in 2022, according to PFF. Now, granted, Brooks only played 43 pass blocking snaps, so you have to take that with a grain of salt. Air Force running back Brad Roberts is also a minicamp invite. Played fullback for the Air Force. Uh, is listed as a running back. However, 11 100-yard rushing games in 2022 and 17 touchdown runs in 2022 as well. Another powerful type of between-the-guards, really, uh, type of runner there. Coming in for 
rookie minicamp. Uh, Stanford wide receiver Bryson Tremaine. He's interesting because quarterback coach, Washington Commanders, new quarterback coach, Tavita Pritchard on the staff. You have to imagine that there was some buy-in there from, from Tavita Pritchard, Coach Pritchard, in order for uh, Bryson to come into camp. Six foot four, ran a four or five seven, which to me, four or five seven, it's it's slow, but it's not like super slow if you're six foot four as well, right? So that could be that could be something interesting to watch. Mitchell Tinsley out of Penn State. I know a lot of people are excited about him. Six foot tall. Uh, Penn State's second leading receiver last year. However, he did lead the team in touchdowns with four and receptions with 51, had a 60% contested catch rate last season for Penn State. Kashmir uh, Allen, Kaz Allen out of UCLA, only five foot eight, but he had 39 kick returns in 2021 and 2022, over 1,000 return yards, did have a touchdown, was a running back for four years before converting to wide receiver uh, in 2022. I feel like you could basically see an Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel type of deal kind of happen in there where he is a wide receiver, but he does a lot of that kind of end-around screen game uh, type of stuff and then maybe makes an impact in the in the return game. And again, these are all minicamp invites on drafted guys. So whatever I say here, take with that grain of salt and seasoning that these are UDFAs uh, and, 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 train, and minicamp invitees. So, you know, when I say could be involved in the kick return game, I'm not projecting that he's just, boom, going to be your starting kick returner, your number one. Uh, kicker turner as a rookie so just put things in perspective a little bit but that's who these guys kind of are and if they do uh, have a successful NFL career this is where they're going to probably make their impact uh, another tall receiver coming in Jalen Sample out of Minnesota State Mankato Mankato six foot three four six five forty uh, Zion Bowens another receiver out of Hawaii coming in five eleven ran a four five two it's a bit slower than you want at that size but he is a big play guy seven catches of 20 yards or more in nine games in 2022 all of or all, all four of his touchdowns in 2022 were on plays of 20 yards or more. So big play potential. Certainly there probably plays a little bit faster than the four five two speed. Defensive end Joshua Pryor out of Bowie State. Uh Bowie State coming in. He's a plus run defender, has some position versatility. Cornerback Nick Whiteside, the second out of Saginaw Valley State. Two interceptions in 11 games in 2022. DB Mike Sawyer Jr. out of Concord comes in with 10 passes broken up in 10 games last year from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Cornerback Wesley McCormick out of Virgi out of West Virginia, 5'10", ran a 4'5", 640, two passes defense in 2022, spent five years at James Madison, uh, including the COVID year, before heading to West Virginia last season. Safety Xavier Henderson out of Michigan State, a four-year starter, a two-time team captain, 40 starts at safety, so plenty of experience and leadership. Safety Kendall Smith out of Illinois, was a wide receiver commit back in 2017, converted to safety. Those ball skills have not left him. Five interceptions in 2022 and a 2022 All-Big Ten selection. So some, some interesting names, some interesting uh, data points there from this rookie you know, undrafted free agent class and minicamp invite class. And something that's really stood out to me throughout this entire draft weekend, guys, is Academic All Americans or all, all, yeah, All American, academic All Americans, academic, you know, all conference honor rolls, whatever you want to call it. They got some smart dudes uh, coming in for this rookie class. I will tell you that definitely prioritizing leadership, uh, community. KJ Henry is a community hero just as much as he was a hero on the field for Clemson. So definitely, definitely aiming at high fiber, high moral fabric uh, type of guys here and, and guys that know how to get the important stuff done. Just like you guys coming through, I want to thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view every single day from my everydayers. Again, we will continue this week diving deeper into this class, our next deep dive into this class. I'm going to watch some film. I'm going to look at some things, see what I can pick apart for you. 
and we're going to talk about the cornerbacks and we're going to take their first two picks. I'm going to look at both of them. I'm going to watch multiple games on both of them, come back with my notes, and then I'm going to reset the depth chart and tell you where I think this thing is going moving forward for the cornerback room. And of course, any other news that may or may not be coming down the pipe, we will uh, react to that as well. In the meantime, we're not going to do a mailbag this week. I want to give you guys time to kind of let everything really settle in. But if you already have questions about this draft class, about the future, whatever it is, send them into the email, lockedoncommanders at gmail.com. Hit me on Twitter at dharrison82. Drop them in the YouTube comments or text me anytime with questions, comments, show ideas, smoker recipes, whatever you got, 202-760-2644 via subtext. And we will get to those next week. We will have another live mailbag episode next Tuesday. So go ahead and get them in now. But if you need to wait till next Tuesday, you've got some time. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders. More importantly, hanging out with you five days a week. Till we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you right here next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.